name is Chris Panzile, right tackle for the Argos, and you're listening to Argos Football on TSN 1050. 6-3 after one quarter, Argos over BC. Chris Schultz is here. We know he's cool. I'm here. I know I'm, I'm cool. cool. All the cool kids are here. Rob Baker from the Tragically Hip is here as well. That's really cool. That is really cool. Yes, old, it is. Old high school teammate back with the KCVI Blues. Yes, we were we were comparing <laughs> people who had some form of celebrity status, and I know the two lead singers from the Spoons. Yeah, they went to high school with Gordon me. Sandy. Yeah, Gordon Sandy. Yes, yes, exactly. And you're the Tragically Hip. Tragically Hip. Yeah. I, played, I played football with three guys from the Hip. And Gordon Downey was Yo, always got to play. Now were they the music and, during? Yeah, they didn't want to be pro football players no they had to be settled. i'll tell you rob baker was pretty good yeah uh george sinclair was pretty good paul langwell played with us as well a little undersized at the time <laughs> but played corner and and paul langwell's uh dad tick nickname tick langwell was our uh, offensive coach and in, in senior so great to see rob baker at the game today absolutely lead guitarist from the hip if you're sort of a peripheral hip fan they got a really long hair McLeod Bethel Thompson on first down, dumps it off to Declan Frost. He's going to get a 35, 35, 40, 45, 50, up for the 52-yard line. That is good for 18 yards, 19 yards, and a first down. You know, Declan Frost is a very unusual football player in his productive ability. He seems to every now and then rise to the occasion. Now, what really surprised me was his speed on that play. I've seen him on the swings and the screens. But that one, he went upfield, then back towards the middle, and he was fast. That's a way to accelerate. That shows his confidence is gaining. Four receivers to the boundary as the Argos moves from left to right. They give the ball to uh, Wilder, who comes to the near side. Stiff arm's going to get him some extra yards as he crosses midfield and dives forward. They're going to mark him out of bounds at the BC 51. Now that is good for seven yards. And that was a hard-fought seven yards because he went from the far hash to the sidelines closest to us. So that's a good 40, 50-yard sprint. And the BC Lions were in pursuit. They had six Lions in and around point of attack. But James Wilder kept going, kept going, a determined run. And like you said, one of his greatest skills is his effort at the end of the run to gain the yard. So it puts you in a good scenario with second and three. Injured uh, Argo, Will Campbell got up a little bit slowly. The left tackle, big Will, 6'5", out of the University of Michigan Wolverine program. And there was also a an injured tie, tie cat, lion, wrong kind of kitty cat. And that's over on the near side, and it's one of the DBs. And I believe it's Winston Rhodes out of New Mexico State. He's a ball hawk. It is Winston. He has three, two interceptions. No, three interceptions this year. And you know for, for the Toronto Argonauts, the spotters upstairs are, are now talking to Mark Tressman saying Winston Rhodes is out. Yeah. So they're going to look at the substitution. They've had that substitution scouted. Don't be surprised if they go right after him. We'll see if they take the shot. Ball on the right hash. Mark Argos moving left to right here. Play action. Deep drop by Thompson. He gets drilled as he throws it in and out of the hands of uh, Rodney Smith. And that has to be an overthrow because Rodney Smith is 6'6 and has long arms. But Bethel Thompson got rocked. And very quickly, the punt unit comes out for the Argos. He really did, but he does have that ability to get rid of the football and throw to an open area or an open man or throw the football away. He's not one of these type of quarterbacks that when he gets the pass rush and the pass rush is overwhelming him, that he'll panic and throw the pick. The receiver was open in the area. Here's the kick. And it is outside the numbers and will hit the goal line and go into touch. And Rainey's going to step. Where is uh, Medeiros? He's coming. He's right, okay. by, he's right there. 
And uh, taking a knee now in the single point on the punt for Medeiros. So the Argos extend the lead on the Rouge. I have to it laugh now 7-3. Because Medeiros actually started jogging towards the sidelines. And then I think he realized, oh, my gosh, I'm the only one that can recover this football. And you saw him stop, turn, and sprint down to try to recover the football. Clarity, man, clarity. My, fav- my favorite guy for that, Chris, at the end of his career was Paul Osbaldiston. Yes. Ozzie would punt the football. It didn't matter where it was. He would kick the ball and start walking to the bench. He sure would. It was just God bless him. Love it. One of the true characters of the CFL. And a great, great kicker. His kick to beat Montreal at uh, in one of the playoff games was, I think it was a 55-yarder on the last play of the game. Very good, Mike. Very good. Fantastic. Three to the right, two to the left for the Lions. Down 7-3. to three. Lule on a curl pattern. Hits Manny Arsenal for his first catch and there's a flag in the backfield and that may be a low hit on Tuggle who says I think that he got pushed in. Major foul, roughing the passer. Toronto number 24 will go up 15 yards from the end of the play. It's a first down. You know, I was watching Justin Tuggle on the play and he does have a legitimate complaint because the running back cut him across his knees, got up and was pushed, but he wasn't pushed significantly enough that you could really definitively say that it wasn't a rough. So that'll get tacked onto the game. All of a sudden, it's all the way to the Argo 50. High snap. They run a reverse to Shaq Johnson, who gets to the 50. And he gets spread out with a flag down, a 360 down to the 45. He just ran about 100 yards to gain five yards. Very well defended because you had three different ball handling moments from the quarterback to the first one to the second carrier. There's a flag, and it's going to be a hold on BC. Holding BC number 13. We'll go back 10 yards. Kevin Elliott, the former Argo. Put the grab on one. I didn't see who it was, but he put the grab on him at the point of attack. It was an easy call for the official. It was really, it was, Mike, it was a real risky play by the D.C. Lions because so much of that ball handling was only three yards away from the line of scrimmage. Usually when you run those reverses, it's seven to ten yards behind the quarterback. It's also predicated on timing, and it was a high snap, which could have thrown that play off. First and ten from their own 50. Three receivers up top, two to the near side, including Wally Lombala, the fullback. And a collision again in the backfield. It's Chris Kate who's going to go up the uh, middle. And Chris Rainey, rather, I can think of your old teammate. And it'll be uh, Rains taking it down, Rainey taking it down to the 44-yard line. He got 16 of it back. Boy, he really did. And he's a smaller running back, but he has great acceleration. The Lions have just taken the lead back on a 44-yard touchdown pass. Well, there had to be a mental error because... Brian Burnham was too wide open on the play. It was a simple out pattern. Burnham received the ball. It was like they were like you have in practice when you're warming up. You can throw the ball with the casual element. The receiver had a touchdown BC Lions. It had to be a mental error by the Toronto Argonauts because the receiver, the separation of the receiver, there was no competitive scenario there. He was wide open with no one around him. So long as going to come in and attempt the extra point, they will not go for the deuce. Something Wally... Wano loves to do is go for that two-point conversion at seemingly random times, but uh, Long is in, and the kick is up, almost blocked, and through as Marcus Roberson Jr. almost got there. So the Lions have retaken the lead. It's 10-7 with 11.5 left in the first half. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. Logan Schultz with you. 10-7 on the touchdown pass from Lule to Brian Burnham out of University of Tulsa. Michael, I can see the Argonaut bench right now, and I see two iPads going 100 miles an hour trying to figure out exactly what happened on that play because Brian Burnham 
was too wide open. It was a simple out pattern. Tremaine Washington was trailing him at the time. It did not necessarily look like that was the major responsibility of Washington. They've got to figure out what happened on that specific play and make sure it does not happen again. Well, the Argos have a whole lot of speed back there to return this as Martise Jackson is joined by the newcomer, Mario Alford, who who is faster than Martise, believe it or not. Well, I've watched Alfred in his pattern runs, and he does a great job of separation. It's not physical separation. It's just based on athletic burst. If he can continue to do that, Bethel Thompson will find him. He will find him because they communicate. and They, they say, you know, receivers always say, I'm open, I'm open. Well, then prove it or write it down. Tell me the play. Tell me the scenario. Tell me who you're competing against and why you're open. I'm sure that communication has taken place. Okay, BC, pick your poison. Martise or Mario? The M&M boys are back there. At the five-yard line. They're going to kick it right to Chris Kowalski. <laughs> they won't. They're going to kick it to Martise. Jackson to the 10, to the middle of the field, to the 15, to the 20. He wants to cut it to the right side, finds a hole to the 30, to the 35, to the 40. And he gets hog-tied from behind. Thought there might be a horse collar there. No flag. Nice return, though, out to the 44-yard line. Really nice return in the make-it-or-break-it moment. You had two BC Lions converging. You thought Martise may make a move to the right or make a move to the left, but then he did the surprising thing and just split him right down the middle. Good acceleration, good return by Martise Jackson. I'm going to make a comparison, and just only in ability, not by names. Remember that, because it's an unfair comparison, but we'll run this play first. Ball to the 44-yard line. They'll give it a while. We're at the middle across the 45, and close to midfield, he'll gain nine yards up to the 54. You, in 1990, you had a spectacular offense with the Argos. And you had a guy named Mike Clemens back there. Right. And then you added more speed the next year with Rocket. I'm right. not comparing these two to Rocket and Pinball by any stretch, but when you've got two guys back there that can burn, it really makes it difficult for the opponent, uh, 100%, opposing team. 100% difficult because you also have to cover the entire field because yeah. you don't yeah. know which guy's going to get the ball. Can't overload on one side or you're dead. And they are going to pass on second and a yard. Bethel Thompson's going long. He's looking for the speed. And it is incomplete as he underthrew Mario Alford, who had two steps on the defender. And Bethel Thompson is standing with his hands on his hips. Can't believe (laughs) what just happened. And the Argos are going to send out James Franklin. They're going to gamble, gamble on third down and a yard. But your observation is correct. Right there, Mark. Right there. Mary Alford was wide open. If the ball had been thrown farther where he could run through the football, that would have been a completion and a touchdown. Alford created the separation, but Bethel Thompson has to get him the ball. And they're going to gamble here on third and one, and Franklin's going to get the first down across midfield. Gain of two, first down Argos. He threw that ball 10, 20, 30, 40, 55 yards in the air with a lot of arc under it. Yep. And that's not his, he usually throws a deep ball like that. We've seen a practice with a lot less arc. And he can't believe that Alfred was down there that fast. No, but that's a good point because he has to get familiar with Alfred's speed, game speed. So now he's got to throw that football 65 yards. Practice speed, practice, game practice, field, it got totally it. different. Bingo. Great, great observation. First down, they're getting the ball wilder, and he will get tripped up at the 52-yard line of Lions after a gain of three pounds of the carpet, thinking he could have gotten a little bit more. Coombs will come in for cross on second and seven. That, that's okay, Mike. You got to keep. You have to keep the physical element of the game for your offensive line, for your running back, 
for your receivers for everybody. You can you can't abandon the running game in the first half, even though it wasn't gained yards. Still a positive play. Forty six yards on the ground now for Wilder on six carries unofficially. And back to pass is Bethel Thompson gets the ball to Alfred underneath, who will get about five yards. This is going to be an interesting decision. Yes, it is for the Argonauts. They are two yards shy of a first down. Run the short yardage offense here. How about that for a job description? What do you do for a living, young man? Well, I take a football and I ram my head straight ahead into other people that want to hit me and grab the football. Franklin under center. It's a deep backfield for Wilder, who's eight yards deep. And they're going to run an end around to Marquise Jackson, who's going to get the first down. If he gets the proper spot, and I don't think he is. Oh, boy, this is not a good spot. I think BC's going to get this football. This is going to be real close. From the far official coming in, he marked it right on the 45-yard line. They had to get the nose of the football across the 45. It's a first down. From where they're marking it, it's going to be a first down. That was a risky play in two ways because it was a speed sweep to the left-hand side. Martiz took the football, but remember, he's a smaller guy. You can bring him down with one arm. It's not like a bigger fullback that's going to gain positive yards on contact. First down by the nose. No, they didn't get it by the nose of the football. That was close. Oh, boy, not the best spot. I don't know if Tressman will review this or not, but we will take the timeout. 10-7 for BC over Toronto, and they get the turnover on downs. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. 10-7 Lions over the Argos. Almost. From where they marked it originally, Chris, I didn't think he was going to get it. And then from where they marked it, I thought it was going to be enough. But just by the nose of the football, no. And the BC Lions are going to take over on downs. Now, this is this is specialized football. This is called sudden change football. And it's when you give up the ball in a turnover, then your defense has to rise the occasion and get the ball back as quick as possible for your offense. It's a different type of mentality. Now, there's been a break here, so the Argonaut defense has been out there for a few minutes thinking about this. It would have been better if it happened really quick and you got to run a play right away. But it's sudden change football, and the difference between average teams and great teams is statistically the great teams, when things don't go their way, their defense comes off and they get the ball back right away, and they take all that momentum that was there from the turnover, all that emotion, and they take it right back and give it back to their offense. So BC will take over on the 45-yard line. Leading 10-7. Argos a couple of field goals from Medeiros and a punt single. Brian Burnham on the last series for BC caught a 44-yard touchdown pass from Travis Lule. That's the difference in the ball game. First and 10, Lule in the pistol with Jeremiah Johnson next to him. Bad snap, ball on the ground, and he's just going to throw it to the cheap seats. Actually, the pricey seats. Yeah, those, those are blue, seats. those blue seats yeah, right in the right. Uh, right in the first couple of rows. Hey, I'll take those seats any day. Yeah, yeah those are good seats. But so it was, somebody somebody just got a souvenir. That's not bad. Yes, was mishandled by Travis Lilly. That's not the first time. That's the second time he's had trouble handling the football in a basic fundamental position. So the Lions will try it again, second and ten, moving from left uh, from right to left here with their backs to the lake, heading toward the Gardner. Argos all in blue on defense. BC in white with orange pants and orange helmets. It's a five-man rush. Lule picks it up, crossing around. He's got Johnson White open to midfield to the 50 to the 45. And Jeremiah, the Oregon product, will take it down inside the 45 to the 44, and that silences the crowd. 
Well, the Argos brought the corner, Marcus Roberson, from the far side. He almost got there. He had great speed, but an identified zone. Lule read the zone. The receiver read the zone. Excellent adjustment by the quarterback and the receiver reading on the same page. Lions in hurry up, up by three. Three receivers to the right. Ball on the left hash mark. And it's going to be Johnson up the middle. I think he'll be tired after that big run. It's uh, going to be a gain of three, second and seven. We're at the point now where a field goal is an opportunity, but if you're going to play some good defense, no touchdowns allowed at this point. They did take a risk on the previous play with the blitz, but it was a logical risk. It was a good play by Travis Lule to read the defense instantaneously. Here we have a second down and seven yards to go. This is a critical play, Mike, because I don't think a field goal kicker can kick it from this point in the field. Ball on the left hash mark. Four receivers will go to the right, and and uh, Shaq Johnson will have single coverage against Roberson to the near side. Quarterback draw. Lule's got all day. To the 35, he slides forward awkwardly. Very awkwardly. He caught a spike as he slid. He sure did. And he gets up not limping, luckily, and it's still going to be a first down for the Lions at the 33-yard line. That almost looked premeditated, that that was a design play for Travis to take two steps back, look at coverage quick. If it wasn't there in the opening key, take advantage of it, which he did, first down BC. That's film study. Somebody tipped something. They're going to go to Johnson, who's going to go behind the right guard and get down to the 25-yard line for a gain of eight. Third positive play in the row in a row for the BC Lions in terms of either running or the running with the quarterback. Now they're all of a sudden in a short yardage situation on the Toronto Argonaut 25-yard line with five minutes and 15 seconds to go. Up by three. Jack Johnson, Burnham will go out to the right. They're going to have a bunch formation to the near side with the ball on the left hash mark. Lule is going to go under center and fall forward. And check that. That was uh, Cody Fajardo who came in on the short yardage unit and will get close to first down yardage. Very close. First down. This is very awkward position on the field because you have it on the 23 yard line and with the 20 yard end zone all the deep fades are an opportunity for a touchdown it would be easier literally easier if it was 10 yards closer to the goal line because here the patterns can develop because you have more space to use your receivers three receivers to the near side ball still over on the left hash mark two up top and they are going to go play action Rolling to the right, rolling to the right as Lule looks like he's going to run, and he is to the 20, and he's going to slide head first down to the 15-yard line. They're going to mark it at the 14. Nobody touched him, and he kept sliding. He didn't give himself up. He dove head first, slid, and then just kept sliding. Well, It'll it be a gain of nine. Such an intelligent play by Travis Lule because the value of your quarterback is on the field. Now, he could have run for more yards. He probably could have got the first down, but he would have taken a massive shot because he had two Toronto Argonauts literally in sandwich position with the Lule in the middle, and they would have given him a major shot. And instead, he slid, and he lives for it to play another play in a second down in very makeable distance. They need about four feet here. They're going to go with a double tight end set. They'll go into the pistol formation with Johnson to the right of Lule. Argo sent pressure, and Johnson just goes right up behind Cody Husband and David Foucault on the right side the center and the right guard and we'll get first down yardage inside the 10 it's first and goal well very well blocked because the argonauts overloaded the two a gaps the distances in in between 
the center and guard, but also the two B-gaps, the distances in between the guard and the tackle, was blocked well and still gained yard for the BC Lions. So they won the line of scrimmage on that interior run. Lions will go with Johnson behind Lule. Tight end on the right side with a receiver just to his rear. Flags down on either sideline. They will go to the near side to Manny Arsenal. who will make the catch at the four-yard line. Tremaine Washington forced him out of bounds. Somebody line up offside. Was there no end on one? They had two tight ends. And it's going to be offside against the Argos. I would assume they'll take the penalty and take the extra down. Make it first and four and a half. Offside. Toronto number 98. We'll go up half the distance. It's going to be first down. So first and goal inside the five. You know, Mike, my observation on that play, I counted one, two, three, four, five, six. Toronto Argonauts on defense with their hands on their hips. When you have your hands on your hips as the drive has been extended, that means you're starting to tire out. Another flag. Oh. Somebody said the magic word, or did they have 13 in the huddle? They've hit the three-minute warning. Everybody's running on the field. But we're going to wait and see what the flag is, and then we'll scoot away. And we will hear from Ben Major. Ben, what just happened? We have objectionable conduct. Toronto, number 92. We'll go up half the distance. It's first down. So that was on Troy Davis. We'll take the timeout. We'll come back and see what the uh, Lions can do with a first down at the two. You're listening to Argo Football on TSN 1050. The Argos on TSN 1050 brought to you by Nissan Downtown, part of the Downtown Automotive Group. You are what drives us. BC, after the uh, objectionable conduct penalty, will have a first and goal from the two-yard line. And Travis Lule remains in the game. Quite often, the Lions will go with Cody Fajardo, much like the Argos did over the last couple of seasons with Cody here. And they will not go with the quarterback under center. They'll go to the pistol. Jeremiah Johnson stands to the right of Lule. They've got a double tight end in with the ball on the two. Manny Arsenal goes in motion, and they are going to give the ball to Johnson. Goes up the A-gap, and second effort. No. Yes. One official has a march shy of the goal line. The other the official, official had him in the end zone. Put the hands up late, and Jeremiah Johnson scores against his former team, and it's 16-7. Well, pretty simple play, but they did spread the Toronto Argonauts out in terms of taking two receivers wide on either side, putting two other receivers in motion late. And you have to respect those receivers going in motion. So you have to take one more player away from the ball and away from the tackle area. Then you hand the football into that area where that player left to cover the receiver. Nice little design of a play for the BC Lions. Well, you know when uh, when they went in motion, they were in goal line zone, right? They they yeah. had no man coverage there because nobody went with Arsenal. They, so. over, they overplayed the run, but at the same time, they had to be aware in respect that there was a possibility because it was a shotgun handoff. But they still, yeah, they still didn't get there. And Johnson gets the two-yard touchdown, barely, but he got in. They are reviewing it to see if he got in. They review every scoring play, and the one official did not put the hands up. The other no, one, yeah, did. that's He's exactly in. right. He's in. Yeah. Unless they are ruling his knee was down at the one. The ruling before the on ball. the field was a touchdown. This gets automatically reviewed by the command center. He, he went in. The only thing that I can see is he went in kind of vertically, Chris, and then leaned forward. And if his knee touched before he leaned forward and the ball had not broken the plane, then they're going to mark it at the one-yard line. Well, on our monitors here, it looked like he got it. 
He definitely got across the goal, goal line. line. Was yeah. the knee down, though? Was the that's, knee down beforehand. That's what we got to find out. Still a pretty good drive by the BC Lions. They're mixing up their pass and their runs very well. Travis Lilly, outside of two mishandled shotgun scenario snaps, has been playing a pretty good game. Now you have two minutes and 34 seconds left. Now you can run your entire offense in the CFL with that much time left sure. in the second quarter. And this is one of those times where McLeod Bethel Thompson has to rise up and play his best football. He hasn't had a bad first half in my estimation, a little bit better than what he had the previous game. So that's an immense positive. And it's not like they're down 28 After review, seven. the ruling on the field stands. Yep. It's a touchdown. Touchdown. Well, next time, let me. I should have yelled at them. <laughs> Just yelled at them, look, he got it. He did. And Ty Long will come out for the one-point conversion. He is 14 of 14 after the one earlier this quarter on the year. A right footer. He puts it up. Didn't really hit it well, but he hit it straight. And that's good enough. And now 15 for 15 is the Alabama-Birmingham product. Same school that produced one Swayze Waters. So a couple of UAB kickers in the CFL. Okay, so here's the situation, Mike. You have two minutes and 34 seconds. You're going to get the ball back. You're going to have plenty of time to run your entire offense. Now the significance of this is immense because if you go into the half and it's 17 to 10, that's okay. You go into the half and it's 17-14. That's great. So much of this sport is emotion, the transfer of an emotion. And you can't have a tune out. You can't give the ball back to the BC Lions. This is the time that your offense has to rise up, execute with efficiency, get the ball first in field goal position, second, get yourself a touchdown. But this is a sign of maturity. The maturity of the offense has to be displayed in this scenario. Pretty good crowd here today, and yes, I would love to see this crowd take something to halftime so they don't get tempted to go to the CNE at halftime, I'll to be honest. To I'll talk to you. Now, what's going on in here is going to be far superior. No disrespect to the CNE. But you can always watch the second half and then yeah, go and, no, and Mike, play whack It is far superior. I mean, no after question. an hour of walking around the CNE, you know, that's, that's enough for me. But I'm an older man. You, you know are. What I mean? <laughs> when you were a kid, did you get into it? Not really. I, I don't know why. I, I just, those Ferris wheels and stuff like that, that terrifies me. The what Ferris about, wheel terrifies me. Look at that thing spinning around there. I'm not getting on that thing because I'm too Oh, you're I'm talking too, about a couple of the other rides. I'm too you know, extended, the right? I'm going to fly like right out of there. Yeah. It'll be a flying <laughs> Schultz. Problem is, they've got this 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 thing, right? It says you must be this tall to ride. They should have an upper one because I wouldn't want to see you smacking your head on one oh, of these man. things over this, here. People are crazy. Why would you go? Why would you do that to yourself? No, they do have the like the gondolas that go over, right? The Alpine Way. I was I like, when I, like, I was a kid. I, like I always thought I always thought that would be the coolest thing, though, like to go over a football game as it was going on on one of those gondolas which now you can see talking. here yeah that would be cool but you know what i always I, I quickly thought you know what i'd rather be inside the stadium anyway so why yeah. would i want to do that i'd be missing some of the game it would be a neat shot though should have got the guys from tsn to do that with one of the <laughs> mobile cameras hey don't give them any ideas okay toronto get it together get a good return on this specific play get yourself good field position take the ball and start moving it down the football field. 17-7 argos Need a score here to get it back to a one-score differential. And they're going to put the speed back there. And we're going to see Mario Alford take it at the 15-yard line. His first return in the CFL will get to the 20, to the 25. Wants to use the speed and does. To the 30, to the 35, to the 39. And that's where the Argos will start this 
possession with 2.26 left in the half. Okay, goal number one has been achieved. If you have a return and you bring it all the way up to your own 39, that's success. Goal number one has been achieved. Now get a positive play on this first down situation. That's goal number two. McLeod Bethel-Thompson, 7 of 13, 54%, 110 yards so far here in this opening half. Far surpassing what he did in the opening half against Ottawa, 69 yards. And they will send one, two, three, four receivers to the near side, moving left to right. Ball on the left hash mark. Bethel-Thompson steps up across the middle, has a man. Rodney Smith with a great catch. Sliding across the 50 to the 53 for a gain of 14. Really good catch by Rodney Smith. Sliding into the football, and Bethel Thompson hanging in there in the pocket as it was collapsing around him, stepping up into the pocket. Mature quarterback play. They're going to mark it at the 51-yard line, down by contact. Three receivers to the near side. Ball on the left hash mark. Back to pass goes Bethel Thompson. Over the middle, throws a dart. And going down to try and dig it out was Armani Edwards, and it is complete. Nice job by Armani Edwards. First catch of the night to the 42 of BC. Very similar to the previous play. Once again, Thompson, good quarterback play. Getting the football, stepping up into the pocket, throwing the football low, but to a capturable angle to Armani Edwards. Goal number three has been achieved. Clock moving two minutes. Back to pass. Bethel Thompson over the middle. Dump off. Has the man, and that's James Wilder who will take it down to the 37. We'll see where they mark it. Either way, he's about halfway to the first down. Boy, that's a powerful running back. It took four bc lions to stop james wilder from a second effort to gain significant yards so now you have a good makeable distance at a second and five you like the mentality he was he was recruited as much to be a linebacker as he was a running back by major u.s schools like he was just that guy who could just play all over the football field second down and four back to pass bethel thompson steps up in the pocket he's going to take off and gets caught that was an excellent play by Claudel Lewis from Fresno State to get Bethel Thompson at the line of scrimmage, and it's going to set up a third and four, and out comes the field goal unit, I assume. Yeah, Bethel Thompson's going to stay in. He's the holder. Well, at that time, Bethel Thompson stepped up in the pocket, but the coverage by the BC Lions was significant. They could not, He could not find an open receiver, but I, I admire his patience. His patience to wait until the receiver creates a separation is natural to him. Medeiros into a bit of a breeze here. It's from 44. This is a long one. He is hit tonight from 32 and 39. He was uh, 32 last week. Was his one field goal attempt. So he's three for three with the Argos. This is number four. Bethel Thompson is the holder. He gets it down. Medeiros gets it up. Has the distance and right down Main Street. That's a big. That's a big field goal with a lot of room to spare. So a 44 yarder from. Zach Medeiros, and that makes the score 17-10. We're back to a one-possession uh, possession game. Mike, I can't tell you how significant that was because 17-10 is a one-score game, and your play calling, your mentality is completely different going into the locker room. Now, the negative on this is they didn't use enough time because with a minute seven, that allows BC to execute some plays and position themselves for at least a field goal. So the Argonaut defense has to come up with a couple pretty good plays here. The offense did their job. The good return, the, the good completion of the passes, three points Toronto. It's defense's turn to make an impact in the game. Lions again taking it at the 35. Yes. Which is odd, especially with Medeiros would have had to kick that into the wind. And a strike from Lule up to the 44-yard line. Good for nine yards. It is complete. And it is the Canadian Corey Watson out of Concordia. 
who has the catch. Gain of nine and a half. Really good throw by Travis Sully. They're in hurry-up offense now to get the play going in the shotgun formation. And they're going to run a little hitch screen, and it's a one-hopper out to Shaq Johnson, which stops the clock, although the Lions will, I assume, send out Cody Fajardo in the short yardage team with 54 seconds left and a foot and a half to get on third down, and yes, indeed, out comes Cody. Awkward play by Travis Lule. There was pressure around his legs, and when the quarterback starts to feel pressure around his legs, that affects his footwork, and the throw was in the dirt in front of the intended target. They pack everybody in. Sure do. And falling forward is Pajardo. There is a flag from either sideline. I would assume the Argos lined up offside. Or did both? Offside, Toronto defensive line. We'll go up five yards. It's going to be first down. Usually when both sideline flags come out at that time, Schultz, it's going to be somebody lined up offside. And it shouldn't happen. I mean, this is week 10 in the CFL, and you line up offside in a short-yarded situation. Now, you know, someone has to tell someone, you're offside, my friend. Get Move back, move back. Lule, pump fake, goes over the middle of the second read, and he's got Burnham. Good for about eight yards to the 52 with 45 seconds remaining. Second read is right. Showed the maturity from Travis Lilly as a quarterback. His first option was not there, but he turned his entire body to sell that play to the outside. That took the defense away from the interior receiver. Saw his play, made it, made it happen. Lions need a yard. Fajardo's out there, and he gets hit in the backfield by Darby. Where are they going to mark forward progress? They're going to give him the 50 and a half, and that's going to be a first down. So the clock will stop as they reset the sticks with 35 seconds left. 35 seconds is plenty of time. This is where the defense really has to play because 10 more yards, they have a field goal opportunity. And remember, they started this drive with, what, 57 seconds left in the second quarter. Very efficient are the BC Lions. Ball on the left hash mark. Back to pass goes Lule. Four-man rush goes long to the sideline, and somebody ran or threw the wrong route. That was, that was the invisible receiver out there. <laughs> he was open. He was open. Because there was nobody near him. Yeah, there's no, he's, the invisible receiver is impossible to cover. The invisible receiver, by the way, one of the rides available here today at the CNE. <laughs> I have no idea. <laughs> that was just, Holy I don't know if he was. Th- <laughs> if he threw the wrong route or if Something. That was Shaq ran the wrong that was route. hilarious. He, he missed it by 30 yards. <laughs> Nobody anywhere near there. Second down and 10 from the Argo 51-yard line. Three receivers to the right, ball on the left hash mark. Elliott goes in motion on the near side. Lule drops back, four-man rush. He's going to that same spot. There's a receiver there this time. Dive and no good because he was looking for Corey Watson. And Alden Darby, who is playing the Sam linebacker spot today, went all the way across the field and an incomplete pass. And we'll see with the wind... If they're going to try the three with Ty Long, who has a bomb for a leg, his longest this year is 51. This would be a 58-yarder with a breeze, but they are lining up in punt formation, and they're going to take, well, they can't take more time off the clock after the incomplete pass. Marquise is back at the goal line, and Long is just going to pooch one to the far side, and it's going to go out of bounds with a hop inside the 30. That was a very, very smart punt by Long because he got it out of bounds and he kicked it like it, it might not look like a good kick but he kicked it in bounds just in case you know you've got to kick yes. it it has to land in bounds yes that's exactly outside right. the 30 but he got it down to the, the uh, 26 yard line so with eight seconds left we'll see if the Argos 
maybe try McLeod Bethel Thompson to Mario Alford here. Well, he's he's looking over at the bench. He's looking at his plays. He's in the huddle right now, but I think the decision was be, has been made in the order was given just to Take protect the football and go in for halftime. And that's what they're going to do. Oh, you know, oh, no, they got three guys deep in the zone. It'd be neat to kind of fake that and then just drop back you know, and let it fly. It's an interesting conversation. Because, because what happens if it gets picked? Yeah. Quarters it, yeah, half's but over. Yeah, pass interference happens all the sure. time in football. Yeah. Like defensive backs want interceptions. They don't want to just tip the ball away. But We'll see what they do. They're, everybody's standing yeah. around. They can't even see Mac because he's surrounded by teammates, and he's going to drop back and take a knee, and we're going to go to the half, and it's a one-possession game, BC Lions with uh, two touchdowns in consecutive possessions, take a 17 lead to the intermission. The big man and I will break down what you just heard over the first 30 minutes when we come back. You're listening to Toronto Argonauts Football on TSN 1050.